0: You're listening to the Eastside Church Sermon Podcast Series. We are a United Methodist congregation in East Atlanta Village. We seek to be creative, historic, inclusive, and justice-oriented. We are thrilled that you found our podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about our community, visit our website at eastsideatl.org.
1: The music team continues to walk us into this moment. Give God thanks and praise. Give God thanks and praise for our music team. Give God thanks and praise for you, Chelsea, and for Lauren and Barrett, and leading us in our readings, for our AV team give you praise because our online community is experiencing this because of you and we experience the goodness of it because of you. I also give thanks to that special group of people who are going to lead. They are either going to lead or be led by the pitter pattering of little feet and bigger feet in a few minutes and our kids collective. I don't know which is which but it all works out well at the end of the day. And because of that I think we should give God a hand of praise for everyone's presence in this room right now. And these moments of giving God praise for our presence and God's presence among us, for me family, it's not just a cursory walk into the sermon. Um, I have to pause in those moments and thank God because when I look across the sanctuary, whether it be our sanctuary or or, or we were guests in another sanctuary, every time we, we, we encounter one another in moments like this, we are experiencing the grace of God and how God's grace moves in mighty and palpable ways. And I can't help but stop. I mean, sometimes, I don't know how this would be taken. I almost feel like uh, experiencing a sermon of silent observance. I know that would be counterintuitive for the preacher to stand up like for minutes upon minutes and not say anything. But I'm just in awe oftentimes of the stories that I'm aware of and the stories that God makes us all aware of as we begin to experience one another new and one another again and again. And so as we rest in the text that guides us today, I ask that we rest in a posture where God might remind us of some oldies but goodies in our journey or where God might take an oldie but goodie and, and, goodie and turn it into a, a new understanding. Or where God may just give us something new altogether. Our text today is a very straightforward text taken from the book of Romans. It comes near the end of chapter 15. It's verse 13 and it simply says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. And together, let us say thanks be to God. Pray with me for a moment, family, as we walk through the idea, the concept of an invitation into Cairo's time. An invitation into Cairo's time. Lord God, thank you that you are here right now you are here in our very breath you are here in our awareness that we are even here you are here god in the movements of grace that have allowed us to to come together to worship you corporately so god by the power of the holy spirit help us to have an encounter with you that comes by way of our encounter with one another. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And So family, an invitation to Cairo's time. And So I'll give our music team a moment as they take their seats, but as they take their seats, I'd love for you to think about how God has ordered their steps. Now you will see them taking seats in the pews, but I'd love for you to recognize that every step that they take has been ordered in ways where God has positioned them to use their gifts to minister to us where God has given them certain skills and trainings that allow them to help us as we think about the way that God may have gifted us or skilled us or trained us. Their connection with the divine becomes a conduit for remembrance of our connection with the divine. So as they take their seats, remember what we just witnessed and experienced were movements of God's grace in human form. And so that places us in this space, in our reflection, our moment of wrestling. And, you know, as I always say, please feel free to wrestle with what you hear coming from here. Please feel free to take it over and turn it over in your mind. and, And if there's stuff that you don't agree with and you need to fact check the pastor please do that please do that i will not take offense if there's stuff that you agree with wholeheartedly and and a shout raises up it's okay all right all right it's it's okay if there's a head nod it's okay if there's something you need to turn over and i'm going to get that look from you like pastor t we got to have a conversation after this is done that's okay This is divine wrestling that we are called to enter into as we all recognize and grow in the ways that each of us are emanations of God's grace and God's mercy and God's goodness. And as we near the end of this letter to the Romans, we find the Apostle Paul after walking the church in Rome through this this powerful letter, into what will be moments of wrestling for them, moments of understanding for them, moments of revelation, moments of twisted and turning for them, and that and, and we find the apostle Paul landing in a deep moment of reflection that leads to a moment of invocation. Or maybe what some might even describe as a moment of invitation. In this letter, Paul has articulated the role that grace plays in the salvation of all humanity and the role that faith plays in receiving this most precious gift. Throughout this letter, Paul spoke of how the prophetic tradition of Israel pointed to a day when veils would be lifted from humanity's eyes and every living soul could receive the gift of encountering Jesus and experiencing moves of mercy that can reconcile all of us to God. In this letter... Paul also navigates Christian ethics as those who hear these words are encouraged to experience God's divine love and to exhibit God's divine love in ways that help us all navigate the tensions of growing in Christian communities where thoughts and beliefs and regarding our faith are not monolithic. The the tensions of being a follower of Jesus where intersections of government and politics and social and cultural traditions and personal and communal ambitions and the experience of simply being a human being who lives as a follower of Jesus Christ intersect in ways where righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit push us to show up in this world as God's light for this world so that we can embody and be peace so that we can embody and be compassion so that we can embody and be love and holiness and wholeness in which God's light transforms us while hopefully, we, as you, we are used as vessels of transformation who make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That is our church's great mission. For us to be disciples who make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. But we land here at the end of the 15th chapter, and we find an amazing invocation or invitation that I search served the Roman church well then, and I believe it can serve us well right now. Paul utters a clear, to the point, 29-word benediction, a 29-word invocation of divine blessing and guidance that invites hearers and readers and doers of this word into a state of timelessness. He invites them into a state of blessedness that is so filled with purpose that I actually believe it could be called an everyday miracle. Paul utters an invitation, an invocation of benediction by simply saying these words, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear these words once more. Now, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, I think we can parenthetically put in there, in believing in Jesus Christ, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now some who listen to this sermon online And some who are sitting right here in this sanctuary might be saying, okay, now, Pastor T, what is so significant about those 29 words? Aren't these 29 words simply a blessing and exhortation at the end of this letter? Um, Isn't it, aren't they cursory words of encouragement that a spiritual mentor is given to spiritual mentees? Or, or, Or is it, maybe isn't this simply Pastors doing what y'all do, when y'all do what you do, and you are simply saying, go forth in God and do well. Is that what is occurring? Now, I do acknowledge that those words could simply be that. But I want to wrestle, I encourage us to wrestle with the idea that these words might be a little something more. I want to wrestle with the idea. I encourage us collectively to wrestle with the idea that these words that we are hearing this morning might also be an invitation. An invitation into Cairo's time. A time where we find purpose and meaning and God's presence touching us from the very heart of eternity, touching us from the very heart of God. And now, for some, I'm reintroducing a concept. For others, I might be introducing you to a concept. For others, you might be saying, okay, I'm just waiting to find out what all this is about. Kairos is a Greek term used to describe critical and significant moments in history when the resonant tones of God's intentions are clear. We might even metaphorically describe it as the hand of God touching chronological time. Now different than chronos time, the chronological time we read on linear clocks, the chronological time that we see on our digital devices, the chronological time that we see on our analog devices, Kairos' time, rather than simply being this straightforward movement of time, can be described as time touched by the heart of eternity. Time touched by the heart of God that touches us in a way that centers us in God's will, that centers us in God's purposes, centers us in God's plan in clear, undeniable ways. It's almost like what physicists physicists describe as time folding and time bending back and forth. But I love the way Friar Richard Rohr describes it. He describes it in a very simple way. He uses a simple word that I think everybody gets when we hear this word. Richard Rohr describes it as deep time. Deep time. Deep time, it's it's a time where past, present, and future merge in a dance of possibility and purpose. It's a time where past, present, and future merge in a way where revelations from God begin to bubble up. When I hear him describe it that way, it reminds me of the time when I would sit with my grandmother and it felt like time stood still. And she began to recall stories of working as a sharecropper and then giving God glory for how this daughter of a sharecropper somehow raised those 10 children, nine children, by herself when her husband died of a stroke. It reminds me of a church where I used to serve, Wesley Chapel United Methodist Church in McDonough, Georgia, where I was talking with one of our elder members who's now since gone unto glory, his name, was John Ellis and we were standing in the parking lot and he began to look off in the distance and he was there with me, but he quite wasn't there with me. Y'all ever had that experience where somebody's talking to you and they just go to that place? And he went to that place. That was a place similar to the place that my grandmother told me about when I was sitting in the den with her, listening to her talk about her childhood. He looks at me and says, Tavares, you know, when I was 10 years old, This ground that we are standing on where this church rests, I used to work it as the son of a sharecropper. And now look at what God has done years later. This is the place where I was called out of my name so many times. This is the place where I wondered if God would ever really make a change for folks who look like me. And look at what God is doing now. All sorts of folk come in here to praise God and worship God on this very ground. And he says, and right over there at the edge of the parking lot, that's where I did most of my work. That is Cairo's time. God folding past, letting it meet present so that we could have visions of the future. And why is that moment significant? Because Mr. John Ellis closed that moment with a challenge to me. He said, you're in a stage where you really need to start thinking about how God wants to use your life. You know there's a calling. I'm not gonna pressure you, but are you gonna live into it? And I think of that moment now 17 years ago. And I think of all the things that had to happen for that Kairos moment to lead to this Kronos moment that we are experiencing. But I also recognize that this Kronos moment is not really a Kronos moment, but it's also a Kairos moment. Because my story is just one story of how past, present, molded together to point us towards the future. Everybody in here has those kinds of stories. And they're not monolithic they all have varying twists and turns, but they all have one salient theme that binds all of us together. Guess who was there moving in the midst of all of those stories? That's kind of a rhetorical question. (laughs) Guess who was there moving in all of those stories? the true and living God. Now for those who may be wrestling and say, okay now Pastor T, this concept, this Kairos moment, this Kronos moment, this deep time, I'm wrestling with that a bit. Can you unpack that a little bit more? I'm glad you are mentally and emotionally asking. Yes, let's unpack that a little bit more. Right now, we are in a moment where past, present, and future are meeting in this moment of Kairos time. You see, right now, we are resting in a minute and in a moment that looks back on the past. For those of you who would argue with me, the time is now 10.42. In the not-so-distant past, at 9.42, we were making our journey here. And now at 10.42, we are here in this present moment. But guess what? For better or for worse, some of us are already thinking about the future moment that is to come. (laughs) And those kind of moments always tickle me in this moment because I know, I know, I know somebody is in a moment thinking about a date that they have with their television at one o'clock or four twenty-five, and 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 they're waiting to see what their team is going to do. Just like, go dogs! I was waiting last night to see what George was going to do. Um, so we're experiencing this real time moment but there are future hopes and dreams that are tugging on our hearts right now. We're experiencing this real-time moment in the present, but there might also be moments of despair and despondency that we might be reflecting on and wrestling against right now in this moment. Past, present, future, in this, what I would call is actually a delightful and amazing dance. Right now, you see, we could reflect on the past and go down the rabbit hole of how the past experiences have hindered or hurt us. Yet at the same time, the Holy Spirit might be there whispering, saying, Yes, but remember how I helped you and I'm still trying to heal you. We could be in this present moment thinking about the future filled with angst and anxiety. Yet the Holy Spirit is still there saying, look, I want to show you that I am the God who is able and your life has been touched by the God who is able. And even if you feel like you don't have the ability, trust the way that my spirit will move and my divine ability will help you move forward. And yet, and still, there are some of us thinking about what their future could be. The greatness, the grandeur, the relief, the peace. And we are saying God I've been waiting for things to happen in the future. It seems like forever that I hear the Spirit saying fear not, rest in me. I have not designed you for faltering, I've not designed you for failure, but I've given you both a future and a hope. A true and living hope that is actually pulling you or pushing you or encouraging you or dragging you or whatever it takes to get you to where I, your creator, truly desire for you to be. God in the way that God moves through deep time or chronos time or, or kairos time. It's calling us to be filled with joy and peace and believing that Jesus will help us abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit filling us with joy and peace. Filling us with joy and peace. Filling us to where our cup runs over. with Joy and peace. Filling us to where our cup, to where our consciousness, to where our heart, our mind, our very being abounds in joy and peace. Now this is not something, mind you, that God has called us to do. God didn't call us to fill ourselves with joy and peace. God didn't say to us, stand right there, grab stuff from the ether and fill yourself with joy and peace. Paul points us in this prayer, this invocation, this invitation to receive God's love In God's presence in a way where God does that heavy lifting of filling us with joy and peace. And my, don't we need it in this world today? Don't we need it when we don't yet know what's about to come across our Twitter feed? Don't we need it when we don't yet know what call or text we're about to receive? Don't we need it when there are some of us teetering on the edge, wondering what what declarations are about to come from the home office of the corporation? When we are walking through situations, wondering um, what these conversations around healing and reconciliation in our own church are going to look like as they unfold. Wondering what is going to look like when I have interactions with certain family members over the holidays? Oh, now y'all see now, see now, now y'all acting like it's just me now. Come on now, come on now. There are certain family members that you are ready to see, and there are certain family members you're already wondering what time are they going to come and what time are they going to leave? But that's okay, because we're all wrestling. And it's so funny to see the looks. I wish I could hear the conversations not taking place in that moment right now because, you know, we're in this real life experience together, family. But as those in this real life experience together, I'm asking in this moment in time, as God does this dance with us. To picture in our minds what it means to on a daily basis receive this gift of God touching us in a way where we can have those deep time experiences. Those kairos time experiences where we realize that the same way that God spoke to Moses and Abraham. That the same way that God spoke to the prophets that the same way that God spoke to Hagar and Mary, the same way that God spoke to Anna and Simeon, the prophets who were there praying in the temple waiting to see the Lord, and they got to see the Lord in his infant form, the same way God spoke to them, God speaks to us. But of course, I must lean on my teaching background because I love examples. I love examples, and just as we had last week, not last week, but a couple weeks ago, y'all remember two weeks ago, I asked for eight folks to come up and do a little volunteer for us. Could we have eight people who wouldn't mind coming down, who wouldn't mind coming down? I need some visual representation for this sermon because this whole idea about Kairos time and deep time and Chronos time, I think if we could see it, it would help us a lot. Could we get eight bold souls who don't mind coming down and being a part of this example. Eight bold souls, we got one, two, y'all, come on, come on, I see three, I see three. Do we have another, do we have another? I'm about to turn to an auctioneer now. Do we have another? Okay, we have four, we have five, okay. We have four, five, we have six coming down. Can we get a few more people? We need at least eight, we need at least eight. Eight, it'll be great, there we go, there we go. Thank you, Mike, come on. We need one more, one more. Lauren, thank you, thank you. Can we give God a hand of praise in advance for our volunteers who have come down? Now, what I need for each of you to do is to stand in a straight line facing the congregation. Straight line facing the congregation. We have eight bold souls who have stepped forward to help us see how God moves in the midst of our linear experience to show us that our linear experience is really a moment of Cairo's time. Mike, only because you're standing (laughs) <laughs> you represent events from 30 years ago. All right. <laughs> Barrett, you're representing events from about 25 years ago. Lauren, 30 years ago. Nora, 25 years ago. Troy, you represent events from 20 years ago. Chelsea you're representing events from 15 years ago. Omi, you represent events from 10 years ago. Lauren, you represent events from five years ago. And Caleb, come on, we need nine. You represent stuff that just happened today. (laughs) So we look at this timeline and oftentimes we think of life as simply this timeline. We see life as this Kronos experience where everything, everything just kind of rolls down from past to present, and oftentimes we get caught up in thinking of our lives. Yeah, Eric, I didn't feel that part in. I think you caught my. I think you caught my pause, where everything rolls down. Um, so from past to present. And if we get caught up simply looking at life as the events from past to present, we can miss some critical and important things. Because we're not just in this linear journey. There's a term that we like to use in theology that would actually be represented by three circles, and it's called circumnecession. It's this idea of the Trinitarian experience of God and how there is this reciprocal movement of Father, Son, Holy Spirit of God, Creator, God, Son, God, Holy Spirit moving in and out and they are just working together as one. But there's another circle that we need to add into that experience. And that is this circle of life that we experience. So could we come together and fold together? Create a circle now. Create a circle. Create a circle. Create a circle. So now you see the circle coming in And in this circle coming in, we're moving from a simple, well, I won't say simple, but a profound experience of Kronos' time to now we're encountering deep time. Now, Caleb, when everything was stretched out, how clearly could you understand stuff that happened today and reconcile it with stuff that happened 30 years ago? Could you really see it? I couldn't see my you couldn't see my right, right. But now look at how close you are. You can see 30 years ago right now. And see Caleb, what I'm going to encourage you to see is if there was pain and despondency and distress and anger and angst and unforgiveness and brokenness, I want you to see how God was moving in the midst of that 30 years ago. Look, look Caleb, it's it's right in front of you. You see how grace was moving 30 years ago? How grace was present? You know, there are times where we think that God wasn't there, but if God wasn't there, how could we be here? Oh, I saw those hairs turn. Yeah, if God wasn't there, how could we be here right now? The situations were too difficult for us to fix by themselves, by ourselves, so why do we look back 30 years later and, ask that we them by, and act like we fixed them by ourselves? It was God present. It was God moving. And so Caleb, You represent everything that's happening today. Lauren, could you look back and say there were five years ago that God did some things that helped you experience God's grace? Yeah, Yeah. can can you say it a little louder so everybody can hear? my son is Lauren. I mean, I didn't know what Lauren's testimony was gonna be. Right now, where Caleb stands five years ago is peeking into right now and saying there was joy that came into your world. That same joy five years ago is the joy that's here right now. God was there then and God is here right now. Now, Nora, you represent 20 years ago. I know, I know, I know. See, this is the irony of deep time and Cairo's time moving. Nora, you weren't here 20 years ago, but you want to know what? 20 years before you were born, there was somebody praying for your parents that you would be here. I think I was conceived. That's not right. Not 20 years ago. No, no, you weren't conceived 20 years ago, but I think you catch my drift. There were folks praying for you, Nora, before you entered this earthly reality. You see, that is a moment of deep time touching Kronos time. That's God moving. That's not us. That's the presence in the spirit of God. And so now, let's go even further. All right, so Mike, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to reverse this. Nora, you represent the prophets. Lauren, you represent the saints. Barrett, you represent great-great-grandparents who prayed for their families. Mike, you represent the church. Caleb, you represent all sorts of people of faith who are nameless, but their work and their efforts created opportunities for us to experience diverse environments like this. Lauren, you represent all of those who hundreds of years ago prayed that that, that That the Spirit of God will move in places and touch people's lives that they thought they would that they knew they would never see Omi and Chelsea and Troy you represent the presence of God and the Holy Spirit and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the midst of this all don't take it as pressure God's just using you, just receive the Lord (laughs) and so God is moving in the midst of this divine circle of life. God is moving where the presence of God is touching our present reality so that we can understand that there is a deep time. There is a, there, is a, there is a place called eternity that's not just waiting for us to experience eternity once we have breathed our last breath on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth right now as it is in heaven. God helping us understand that what we simply think is chronos time is an experience of deep time that we have with the Trinity with every single breath that we breathe. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise for these nine individuals <laughs> who have come. And you can now take your seats, but as you take your seats, know that the Spirit of God and the Son of God and God and God's own self are coming back to sit amongst you. <laughs> Know that the prophets are sitting amongst you. Know that stories that represent people who prayed for us before we had our name are sitting amongst us. Know that this gift of life we have together is an opportunity to experience Cairo's time or deep time. But for those who need it a little plainer, or a little more straightforward and tactile. That's the better way to put it. I'll say this in closing. If you are wondering, okay, Pastor T, how can I experience deep time on a daily basis when I leave here? I would say you've already experienced it in part because the unction to experience life together in worship is deep time touching our lives that which stirred you to come in this space this morning that stirred us all, that was not simply our own convictions. That's the spirit of God alive in us saying, go experience life as part of the fellowship of faith. I have gifts waiting on you there. You are a gift that someone is waiting for, go. So this is one of the ways we experience deep time, Cairo's time. Another way we experience deep time or Cairo's time is that devotional life that we experience where we, where we search the scriptures and we comb the word in a prayerful manner and we ask God to speak to us through God's word. And we begin to understand and see elements of, of, of our life and life around us and God moving in the midst of life and we see it in the word and, and our lives are steadily transformed. That's one of the ways we experience Cairo's time, deep time. The prophets speaking to us like they're standing right in front of us, like they were standing right in front of us in a circle. Another way we experience deep time is, is through a consistent prayer life. Oh, you don't have to be like the monks who wake up at 4 a.m. every morning and they have pray more in that morning hour than a lot of folks pray all week. But what if it is a couple of blocks of 10-minute times or 15-minute times that can turn into whatever God wants it to turn into? but it happens on a daily basis, centering our lives in prayer or centering our lives in meditation on a daily basis. That can be a gateway into deep time or Kairos time. Or take this one on. What about today? When our child or our partner or the stranger we meet on the street wants to tell us part of their story. And we look into their eyes and we are there. Mentally and emotionally present. And we listen. Maybe we have something to say, maybe we don't. But the main thing that we do is we are there and we listen. And we are present. That is a gateway into deep time or Kairos time. And I will offer one more to close. That one more offering Okay, actually I'm going to offer two more because there was one before this last one that I just have to say. Another entry into deep time, or Cairo's time, might also be recognizing that it's okay to say I'm not okay. And it's okay to receive the help that God offers in people's presence or the help that God offers in a listening ear. And recognizing that that opening up of knowing that it's okay to say that I'm not okay opens our hearts and our minds to receive grace that can be healing and restorative beyond measure. And now, for the last offering or invitation into deep time, I ask that you receive these words, in a way that you can live into them now. And these are not my words, but these are the words of Paul that began our journey together. Now may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace and believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit Because my prayer for you today, family, is that you will really recognize, realize, and embrace that our lives are meant to be expressions of the Word of God for all of the people of God. So that everywhere we go, each of us, in our own ways, will say thanks Be to God. That's my story for now. And that's the one I'm sticking to. God bless your family.
0: Hello. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chelsea. And I am the spirit of God come to live among you. None of us saw that coming. (laughs) Today it's my honor to lead us in our time of prayer and confession. Throughout my prayer, you'll hear me say, Lord in your mercy, when I do, please feel free to respond with, hear our prayers. Let us pray. Merciful creator, parent, friend, we come to you again with hearts yearning for peace, for an end to conflict, oppression, injustice, for an end to stress, overwork, exhaustion, for rest, for safety, Remind us, though we are flawed creatures striving in a broken world, you are with us, the source of all we need, if we just remember to ask. Lord, we are deep in a season of contradictions. When we are meant to pause, to listen, to wait expectantly, the world is at its fullest, loudest, and busiest. In this time, help us to find the peace within ourselves. Guide us on the right paths to block out the noise, the voices that say we are too much and not enough and we need to do more, more, more. Help us rest, help us find peace in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, grant peace to our neighbors, from those who are warm in their homes, surrounded by their too much, to those who are cold on the streets, surrounded by their not enough. Help each person find what they need. Help those who have much share with those who have little. Remind us that the act of building shalom begins in our neighborhoods with the peace we share with our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, it often seems that our nation will never know the meaning of peace. There is too much hate, too much conflict. Help us to listen to one another, to learn and grow together instead of apart. Let those who are filled with peace, those who are filled with hate, find the peace of love. For those who spend their time fighting over differences and seeing the otherness rather than the humanness, let them find the peace that comes with acceptance, with learning to embrace our differences, with recognizing that we are all your children, made in your image, holy and blessed creations, diver- deserving of love and respect, deserving of peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, our world is at war now, as it has been since time out of mind. From invading troops and violent coups to the violence of oppression and subjugation. Lord, we are so desperately in need of peace. Grant those who suffer in unfair conflicts the strength to persevere and to find peace within themselves, their families, their friends, and you. Protect those who suffer. Let those who oppress see the mistakes for what they are and learn the beauty of peace and strive to create a better world help each of us in our own way to become peacemakers lord in your mercy hear your prayers finally lord we pray for peace for the church though we often believe differently pray differently and worship differently we are all your family your body on earth despite our many differences help us to work together to love and accept one another And to create an environment that allows us all to fulfill our calling to be a light to the world let us lead by example to love one another and to be a place where people can find love safety peace acceptance and home lord in your mercy i now invite you into a very brief time of confession where you confess the things that you have ought to have done and did not do and the things that you did that you should not have done. Friends, hear the good news. Christ died for us when we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love for us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God and amen. And now as a forgiven and reconciled people, let us greet one another with signs of peace.
1: Can we give God glory for all of the amazing things happening here in the life of East side? And so as we move into this moment of benediction, I ask that all who are able, if we would stand as we prepare to go out into this world knowing that the God of peace is with us, the God of hope is with us. And so let us be who God calls us to be. As we lift holy hands, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for the deep time, for the Kairos moment that we have experienced together today. Lord, remind us as we go forth into this world that every breath, Every thought, every movement of our limbs can be gateways to deep time with you. So have your way in the conversations that we shall have, have your way in the the chance encounters, have your way in those meetings that were on the schedule last week, but you meet us there, God. Remind us, Lord, that we are blessed to be a blessing and that we belong to you. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen, amen, amen. Go forth this light and love, family. God bless you.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed this week's message and we look forward to connecting with you soon. If you'd like to experience our full church services, you can find them at youtube.com slash EastsideChurchATL. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing here at Eastside, you can find our giving portal at our website, EastsideATL.org. Be well.